Welcome to the Moving Forward Podcast, the past, current, and future home. Um, I'm starting that over. I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Moving Forward Podcast. This is your host, Corey Cottrell. And of course, we've got my, my very good buddy and co-host, Rio Averdnir. Hey, guys. So uh, something happened this week. It was like a, a, a bit of a momentous event. Um, a lot of the people in the Yang gang are having what is commonly referred to as the feels, uh, which I, I'm definitely uh, uh, guilty of myself. And we've been talking, Rio and I, for quite a long time about the fact that no matter what happens to the 2020 Yang campaign, that we were going to continue. Um, and so we wanted to do a quick episode talking about what our game plan is uh, and you know what, the, what life after uh, uh, Yang 2020 uh, is, is going to be like for us. Uh, but before we even get into it, I just want to give everybody in the Yang Gang a huge shout out because the majority of you um, are just a huge swath of, of, of people that I've connected with in this campaign and in this movement haven't even slowed down. You know, like basically we're now the army of Scott's ends. <laughs> or, but, and even bigger in a lot of ways, right? Because there's more than just UPI in this, in this thing. But uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm really grateful for all of you that have decided to continue uh, in whatever capacity you want to do that, um, and uh, inspired, frankly, it's it's kind of amazing to watch. Oh boy, <clears throat> did you see? Did you see one of uh, Bernie Sanders's like official oh, groups on Twitter? You want to like, you want to get right into the dirt? Yes, I do. We we they, talked about that all morning. Oh man, yeah. So they they called Scott Santons a grifter. I'll cut you. I mean, here's how this is going to work. If you go after Scott's ends, I will cut you. That's just, that's how it is. And, and this is, this is the thing too. Like it, it and I, I said this on Twitter, if this was a one-off, that would be bad, but it's not like I've been, I've been, you know, defending Bernie and defending the Bernie campaign. You know, he's, you know, the democratic party, I'm doing my best to unify it. Cause I know if we're not unified, Trump's going to win. And that is a universal bad period. I don't care who the dev nominee is. And uh, y'all are making it hard. Right? Like every single time I've said, no, 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 it's not becoming toxic. Rio's completely and totally wrong about that. It's not endemic in the entire campaign. Well, guess what? Fucking is endemic in the entire campaign. And Bernie Sanders coming out the way he did saying, oh, no, people being mean is not how this campaign works. Cool. You should have been doing that for the last three years, apparently, because your campaign has been tolerating this enough so that it's actually like a huge part of your campaign. Right? Like we kicked the all right motherfuckers out of the Yang gang fast. Fast. Right? Well, so whatever he's exactly. doing is not enough. Yeah, right. Yes, exactly. Well, I mean, and, and Yang knew that he could disavow the alt-right and still get some of their voters, right? I mean, Corey, <laughs> Sanders could, he could disavow the com the communists at a minimum, right? Or the non-democratic socialists or whatever the hell he wants to call them in his incorrect vernacular. He could disavow all of those people and they would still vote for him. Why doesn't he do it? <laughs> Why doesn't he do it? Well, Unless he agrees with them. I, I don't, I don't want to... Like, I think the most charitable way to take this... Because, like, I've been following Bernie Sanders long enough to, to really genuinely feel like his heart is in the right place, right? Like the, 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 but it's, it's... I think he's making a huge mistake 
not being much more vocal and just trying to brush it under the uh, thing. So, you know, uh, uh, Seth from uh, the Dividend Report, who was brilliant. If you're not following him yet, what the fuck's wrong with you? He's amazing. Um, and I'm sure all of you are. Uh, so he, he took a screenshot of that. Uh, the, it was like People for Bernie, who's apparently like actually connected to the campaign um, and uh, put it up in the, the Bernie subreddit. And the mods, who are also apparently very well connected to the campaign, said it was a Russian bot. They just like so they no, just flat lied. They just not. That's not real, right? <laughs> like, that's exactly it, right? Like it, 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 a Russian bot connected to the campaign with one hundred and twelve thousand followers on Twitter. It's not a good look, <laughs> right? So, yeah, it, and all the times that you said you know sort of committed, um, or is encouraging divisive language. I'm like, no, no, no. Like something. I mean, it is the billionaire's fault, and honestly, it's exactly this. Uh, but at the same time, like watching that percolate into the rest of the campaign and watching it get deeply misogynist with, with, you know, a, a certain subset of the campaign, which I have seen now myself. And again, wasn't a one-off. Um, and you know, this vilification and jokes about guillotines and all this other shit, like it, it just, I, I'm not going to say, oh, it's because they're communists because they're socialists. Cause I frankly don't believe that. But at the same time it is happening and you can, you can say you're disavowing it, but, this is your campaign. Like you're ultimately responsible for the whole thing. Yeah, and no people. people he hasn't stopped in, it. People in the Bernie Sanders movement who are calling for, you know, gulags and guillotines, are just as bad as the Trump people saying they're going to take up their guns if Trump doesn't get reelected. I gotta it's the say same some, mentality. I gotta say something right now because <laughs> you are, and somebody take write down the time. <laughs> right. It's really, really bad. It's not good, and and it, it you know, I, I I get I get really triggered by both sidesism comparisons, but at the same time, like it it it's not good. Like we're like it, it, and you know, we could talk levels or whatever, but at the same time, like it it, it it's at the very least on the same spectrum, um, and that's something that just cannot be tolerated. In it, like if you're going to be near me personally, I just I'm not going to work. Uh, 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 I'm not going to be able to, 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 to do that. That said, you know, Bernie Sanders when the, wins the nomination, I'm still going to volunteer for his campaign. Because... No. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> I, I know, but honestly, it, it, and this is where, you know, we're going to have a long, and we're going to talk about, you know, what the Moving Forward podcast is going to be doing. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, going forward, I'm looking at what's going to happen with, uh, with the Supreme Court as the only thing I need to know that will decide what I'm going to work towards. Because like... Yeah. The whole "I'm going to take my ball and go home" is not something that Corey is capable of doing constitutionally. Um, even though <laughs> I can't vote, oddly enough, right? I'm just uh, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just a weird Canadian appendage in America. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, in terms of what we're going to keep doing with the show, uh, we're first of all we're not going to stop you guys. So don't worry. We're not going to we're not going to leave you hanging. Um, we are actually going to expand our um, patron exclusive content. Um, so we're really going to be growing the show. Agreed. <laughs> and um, a couple of people on Twitter said, well, now that I can't donate to the Yang's campaign anymore, I'm going to start sending money to you guys. And that's awesome. We really that appreciate is, that. <laughs> that is acceptable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've, we've said all along, if you can only afford to give money to one or the other, give it to the Yang campaign. But now give it to us. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> Um, yep. And we're going to do Buzz Book Club 
um, which will be for patrons only, and you'll get to see firsthand and hear firsthand what Rio and Corey are like drunk. <laughs> which Talking I, about a book. I gotta say, is having experienced this, we're basically adorable. Like, that's just the real thing that, that My is wife real. said we should call it Buzzed Book Bros. <laughs> And then I was like, wait, we have female guests. And then I was like, oh, yeah, not for Buzz Book Club. I guess we could call that Buzz Book yes. Club. I mean, I think, I think we... B3. B3. Oh. <laughs> so geeky. That is, that is, that is going full bore on the, on the, uh, the, the nerdisms. Oh, um, but yeah, I mean, we're going to continue to try to find consensus. It's going to be harder in a universe where Andrew Yang isn't a candidate. And Corey and I are about to experiment with our first attempt at consensus this episode. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but I believe in our ability to do it. And it's about having the hard conversations. We're going to have, um, you know, Tom and Scott back on uh, from Nerds for Yang and obviously Scott Santons, the Scott, back on to talk to them about what we can all do together to keep this uh, humanity first right. movement moving forward. Yeah. And I think like that while, you know, around the edges and around the different candidates and around, you know, all that kind of stuff, I think, you know, we might, yes, get, get, uh, get into some interesting questions. And I think like doing the entire episode around ethics, for example, um, the, the, the core question and maybe what we can hang the entire conversation around as far as, you know, establishing uh, uh, first principles or whatever, is that I think I can make a mathematical case uh, and it's it's fun that the book we're doing for Buzz the book club being the the moral landscape you know mm-hmm. uh, he's making the case that that morals can um, can be a math based science based uh, architecture which I completely and totally have always agreed with yeah um, and because of that there are right and wrong positions mathematically when it mm-hmm. comes to voting. Um, that that aren't sure. just that aren't just uh, uh, sort of uh, one-off voting self-interest. Uh, uh, anyway, we can get into that whole thing. So that's going to be <laughs> well. Fun. Let's talk about that for a second because I obviously have not stopped thinking about who the hell I'm going to vote for in the California primary on March fourth. I, I I'm glad I'm glad that Nevada and South Carolina get to go first, honestly, because I'm hoping that there will be a clear alternative to Bernie Sanders that presents itself. But right now, there is not. I think I think there will be, and and I'm gonna and it's honestly I think Bloomberg is gonna win. I'm okay with that. Uh, I I'm knew very you, okay I, with that. I, that would I knew, be amazing. I, I knew you would be. Uh, <laughs> well, okay, and, actually, because first of all, out of all of the centrist establishment, you know, horrible, <laughs> evil people, yeah. um, out of all of those guys, he seems the one most likely to actually be able to beat Trump. Right, because that was my concern. Is I was like, I really don't want Bernie Sanders to be president. Yeah. But also, it looks like this populist fever is so strong in this country that he might be the only person who could stop it, <laughs> who could get Trump out. You know. Well, and, and <laughs> I'm still just following the math. Literally, every single one of the Democrats could beat Trump, and is actually statistically likely to beat Trump. Um, just, just, and I know people can disagree with that or agree with it or whatever, but that's what the numbers are saying and have been saying for years it's also what the numbers were saying about clinton right up until she that's lost a, well, here's the thing the the average of polls basically shifted right towards the end because of a certain comey uh, uh yeah that's right? true that was indeed part of it that's the thing. That every, everybody yeah. who says the polls weren't right in 2015 2016 are 
just mathematically wrong. The polls were exactly right the entire time. Well, and um, it was in with, within the margin of error. And, exactly but the, it. The, that's what, what I'm saying, though, is that, like, first of all, if it's close... <laughs> that's in this thing, right? If it's then close, it, we have to assume they're going to steal it. Historically speaking, an incumbent president with an economy that is doing as well as it is right now, according to the traditional metrics we ordinarily use to determine the quality of the economy, that usually means they get reelected. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is an uphill battle. And, and obviously hubris doesn't really work well for Democrats. I don't know if you noticed what happened in 2016. Hubris hurts. It, yeah, you had to pay for it. So here's why I think Bloomberg is going to win. Interesting. Um, everybody is looking for an alternative Bernie Sanders who's got a 35% hard ceiling in the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if, if it's a two-person race, that's a different story, but it's a 10-person race, so that isn't, you know, that isn't the case. The biggest, I think, argument for Bernie Sanders winning is that's exactly how Trump won the Republican uh, nomination, yeah. right? Um, when you have you know, 10 people splitting up the sort of moderate... Uh, if you can call anything in the Republican Party moderate, I don't think you can personally. But relative to Trump, you sure as hell can. <laughs> that, right, that's that, that doing breaking the. Let's math call down them the way. non-Nazi candidates. Right, that's what we're calling moderate now. <laughs> the, the bar is really low. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so that I mean that, but that's that's the 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 path for Bernie Sanders to win is if he can actually just manage to hold that to thirty five percent and manage to split everything else up. It could be a thing. I mean, um, he hasn't gotten anywhere near 35% so far, has he? I think he, what's he pulling at in California? Last I looked, he was way ahead of the second place. Yeah, he's actually, he's, uh, I think, 10 points ahead nationally yeah. in, in the latest one. So here's the thing. Yeah. In, in two weeks, um, nationally, uh, Bloomberg took 50% of the African-American vote, of African-American vote away from Biden. In two weeks, it's yeah. insane, right? Yeah. Um, and <laughs> like he's got a lot of baggage. Don't get me wrong. Like, Bloomberg has... Tons of baggage. He was a Republican five minutes ago. Uh, stop and frisk apparently didn't go very well. Right? Yeah, I was about to say, don't don't underestimate the ability of woke white people to be offended on behalf of the black people who clearly are fine with Bloomberg. And that, that, that's that's going to be an interesting thing, right? So yeah. so he's ignoring the media except for you know a uh, uh, short, very well you know curated speeches. Um, mm-hmm. He's, you know, uh, may or may not show up to debates. We don't even know, but he's got two billion dollars to spend on this election and has already committed to to, uh, to doing it. Right? Um, mm-hmm. I know people that are very likely going to be working for him um, and have done the interview, done the induction, or whatever. Right? Like they, they're already throwing out, oh, he's paying all these people six thousand dollars a month to organize. That's true. Yeah. He's and paying them real money. Here's why Bloomberg gets. Which, if you um, want people to get paid for their work, that should be a good like, thing. Take that billionaire money. Take it. Uh, so here, here's what got my attention. Um, as somebody who sees Trump as an existential threat, not only to the country, but to the fucking world. And that's real, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Bloomberg has said, I have committed XYZ, like over a billion dollars, maybe $2 billion to this campaign. Um, and if I pull out or if I don't win, that's just going to roll forward to the nominee. Right off the bat. Now, um, the people that he's hiring at $6,000 a month. He's, yeah, legally, it's going to be harder for him to do that. He'll have to do it through a pack or something. But yeah. he, can, he can, that's, that's a thing that, that is doable, yeah. especially after you run a campaign. Yeah. So I know for a fact that people that are getting signed on right now are getting contracts until November. Right. So they're going, he's going to be paying them $6,000 a month 100%. for the nominee. Right. Um, yeah. What a me, noble, like, good thing to do. It, what a patriotic it, hero. Hey, honestly, I mean, I, I wouldn't throw those adjectives around because it's actually also just super pragmatic, right? Somebody's going to unify the Democratic Party and, and it, 
it's very smart that's exactly it right i mean not that those words don't necessarily apply because they could but it could also just be a billionaire buying the election um because it's also that right i don't think it is i don't think well it is (laughs) real real come on it is a billionaire buying this election I don't think that's true. I mean, it's it not is. like he can, it's not like it's not like there's a price. A no, I disagree. It's not like there's a price tag on it, and he can just pay it. Of and he's course, assured that he's there win. is. No, no. there's not. There, okay, so there's 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 <laughs> statistics, right? I could run for for president and spend no money, or a guy with two billion dollars could spend a, a, a two billion dollars on it and be one hundred million times more likely to win. Let me put it but this it's way: it's not Corey. for sale because we really do way. have the same platform. Give me a break. If Bloomberg is not the nominee himself and he puts $2 billion behind the Democratic nominee, Donald Trump is going to tell all of his deplorables that Bloomberg is trying to buy the election for the Democrats. Mm -hmm. Don't give him that line. Just, it's not true. Just don't say it. (sighs) Well, (laughs) here's the problem. He's, he's, he's doing what a lot of really rich people have done for a long time. Yeah. he is using his money for the greater good of humanity. That's well, what he's doing. If if he, that's undeniable, unless you're if a Trump he had not <laughs> if he had not said that he would actually apply that uh, uh, and proven it to me personally, right? Mm-hmm. I know for a fact now that that's real because I mm-hmm. mean it's one thing if you're saying a lot of things, um, right. but it's 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 I've seen it in ink now that it is it uh, a thing that he's actually doing. Um, you know that other, otherwise he just would be buying it, and also that's actually a really really good way to buy it. Like, it, it, I mean, here's the thing: until we have democracy bucks and other things like that, our democracy is for sale. And I mean, Trump's no better. Like that, like he was out basically saying he was going to buy his own position anyway, but then started taking money from idiots because that's what he is best at. Taking yeah, money. no. Let's be clear: he loaned his campaign like ten million bucks, if that. Yeah. And then he paid himself back out of donations from regular work and Joe doing like he did not fund his own campaign <laughs> because he's not a real billionaire. He, I guarantee you Bloomberg is going to spend more on this election than Donald Trump's net worth. Like by I a think factor of 10. Probably. I, think, I think you're right. Think <laughs> Trump you're right. is not, I mean, he like the funny thing is uh, like any sane person would probably consider the actual net worth that he has to be pretty rich. Yeah. But Trump is such a narcissist and 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 such a liar that he has to exaggerate it and make himself self sound because he has to be the biggest and the best and the richest. He's just not. And yep. outside of his white working class base, everybody in the country knows that he's a total fraud. I mean, it's not even it's not even a secret. <laughs> yeah. It uh and I think even if, you know, and this is the thing, like the Democrats who are not in the Bernie camp are looking for a home. And I mean, I think that the, what I've heard from, it seems reasonable. The reason why, you know, uh, the, the, the African American vote can be swung to this person who generally has baggage. Is that they, they, they want to get Trump the hell out of the That's White exactly House. it, right? It's like this, this, this guy who has apologized for the record for stop and frisk, which again, yeah. it's an evolution. It's not great. It's not like it's good baggage at all, but has apologized to versus a guy who actually outwardly supports fucking Nazis uh, and you know took out a, a full page ad in the New York Times basically condemning uh, five uh, young African-Americans uh, to death for a murder they never committed and still has not apologized for that, right? And never will. It just occurred to me 
that there's a possible future where Bloomberg puts two billion dollars behind the campaign of a socialist. <laughs> this is a drunk timeline, man. That's a fact. I mean, that sounds like something. That, like if 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 somebody pitched that as like a novel, they would no say one, that's not no. believable. That is not a believable yeah. story. <laughs> I, I feel like that's every other day in this timeline. Like that's like no, that's stupid. But yeah, so I mean, why that's... do we think Yang dropped out? I mean, my, my first instinct was he must have done what he thought was right for the movement, and I'm sure that's correct. Um, I th- but, oh, it's so frustrating to me that the first two states are so influential because, like, going into Iowa, Yang was polling nationally ahead of Buttigieg in some major polls, mm-hmm. right? But just because Buttigieg does well in this tiny state with a smaller population than LA County. <laughs> and it's a giant mess. That changes the whole thing, right? Yeah. And that somebody who, like, oh my gosh, Warren and, um, and uh, Biden um, and, and even Yang, we're pulling ahead of Buttigieg nationally. All he has to do is win this one tiny state that is in no way representative of the country or the party. Yeah. And, and that changes the whole calculus. It's a really stupid system. I've got to say, we it need is. To fix this. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think, I mean, Iowa it's like the sure electoral college on steroids though. It's like, it is. you know what we're going to do? We're going to give all the power to these two tiny states. <laughs> it, it's, they, they set up the narrative in a way that is completely, totally ridiculous. I really love my idea of, finding the states that have the, 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 the potentially most purple states that need the most infrastructure and make those the first states. That would be more logical. Right? I mean, that, then, then you have people working in areas where the Democratic Party needs to be expanding, not Iowa, where it's like still fucking red country. Fuck. Yeah. So I've been thinking about if, yet, or I'm sorry, right now, it's looking like the most likely candidate or nominee is Sanders. And I, no, that's the thing. I don't, I don't think that's true. I you really think don't. it's Bloomberg. I, I do because he doesn't have one delegate yet. He doesn't need it. Like think about like the uh, um, if he wins Super Tuesday, all of these other races are meaningless, right? Like he needs to, he needs to outperform by about seven or eight percent on on one day to be ahead of everyone by a healthy margin in, in delegates. That's his whole strategy, and it's not crazy because he's he's literally he's he's gaining like one percent every few days. Cause he's in every single media market, you know, he's like, it, 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 it's a thing, man. Like the amount of money that he's spending right now is insane. It's by far, he's spending more right money already than like everybody else not, combined. He might not even make the 15% threshold in California. So we'll, we'll see. It's three yeah. weeks away. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm very worried that it's going to be the GOP primary all over again. With it all could the be. Same, all, all the, let's call the not the non-commie voters. <laughs> Um, we're failing to coalesce over, <laughs> failing to coalesce over, around one person, and then this guy with a minority of supporters runs away with the nomination. Um, it could happen. I'm it preparing myself happen. for that mentally, because the way I look at it is, if it becomes Sanders v. Trump, then no matter who wins, then it's going to be bad. But there will be something good that comes out of it no matter who wins too. And from my perspective, the good thing that comes out of it, if Sanders wins is Trump gets the hell out of there. And I want to see all of the traitors who have been defending him in Congress and in on the phone and polls. I want to see all of those people demoralized and defeated. And if 
Trump wins re-election, then all of the communists who back Sanders are going to be demoralized and defeated and go back onto the rock from which they came. And that'll also be a good thing. <laughs> I just hope that our democracy can survive another four years of, you know, somebody who believes he's above the law. Yeah. It, the And this is where, like, the, the whole, you know, comparison, I think, breaks down as far as I'm concerned. Like, I'm pretty pissed at Bernie Sanders and, and his supporters. Yeah. Um, I know you are. And I appreciate that you're... You are such a genuine, honest person that you, and and so open-minded, right? That you could go from being a Sanders supporter to now recognizing data. Like that's the thing. Like it, once yeah. those of us who wear math hats, okay. If you wear a math hat or you wore a math hat, no excuses. And honestly, gotta like, go where the gotta go where the data goes. <laughs> to to everyone who thinks that they are an ethical and moral human being who is thinking about not volunteering for the Democratic nominee, let alone voting third party like a little crybaby or taking your ball and going home to those people. I have this to say a seven two Supreme court will make the UBI completely and totally impossible to sustain for 50 years. Never mind that they literally will make, uh, 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 you know, your sister and your mom's womb property, of the state religiously. I think, I think it's possible that, um, expanding the government in a way that puts our tax and spend welfare system on, on steroids like Bernie Sanders would do and create a federal jobs guarantee, I think it's possible that could prevent the UBI from happening. I don't know whether or not it, here's the thing. conservative judges in the Supreme Court would kill yeah. a bill like that. I don't think they would. I don't think there's any constitutional grounds for killing a bill like that. It doesn't. There's no constitutional grounds for making elections purchasable, but they did that. So um, That's actually not true. <laughs> <laughs> we could have a constitutional debate about it, but they're actually right on the on the constitution there. Mm. Um, okay. Uh, see, I told you guys this is going to be harder without you. No, and, and here's the thing. This is what this is this is what I want us to get a lot better at, right? Over the like, and and whoever wins, I think there's going to be opportunities for us to take advantage of this and keep moving things forward. The energy in. Are you recording this in like a Chinese restaurant or something? Starbucks. <laughs> okay excellent yeah. this is this is lo-fi today you guys Corey's yeah, yeah, yeah. on the road <laughs> yeah classing up the joint I, i'm like that is quite a playlist that we've got going in the background i hope i hope yeah. we don't get taken down by i don't know the police because we have copyrighted songs in the background <laughs> oh my gosh sorry Corey. i'm so sorry you were saying something beautiful i interrupted you yeah that's quite right yep <laughs> just let let everyone know i'm just in this low rent starbucks no, Starbucks uh, are great. Dude, yeah, was, yeah, that, that makes that you pretty swanky. Starbucks, that was, that was they cater to a pretty high class clientele, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, there are a bunch of things. You know, everybody who you know, uh, actually the the new group, one of the groups that uh, spawned recently is the Moving Forward Initiative. Um, you know, we've been talking behind the scenes and a little bit on the show about about creating a pack there are things like core things like ubi and democracy dollars and and uh, uh you know the american scorecard those kind of ideas that we are explicitly for no matter who wins we are pushing those ideas yes right? that's that's the job of the show um mm -hmm. and there's a non-zero probability we're actually going to start a pack and start putting some money behind it these are all the things that we absolutely can if do. someone else doesn't do it we're gonna i mean someone I means to right yeah and so you know we're gonna have some interesting conversations uh around the, the the areas where we don't naturally have consensus and it, you know we both get sucked into to, to arguing about the, those things because it's you know it's 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 how these conversations go but at every single turn 
we are both extremely pro UBI, pro democracy <laughs> dollars, uh, uh, you know, pro reasonable solutions around uh, healthcare, and and all of these things will be the core. And honestly, pro postpartisan uh, uh, democracy, which you know is is the thing that the moving forward community uh, really rallies around, right? And all of those things will be true no matter who wins. My wife said something. We went out for dinner last night. Bubbles and Pearls, it's called at this restaurant. It's uh, um, champagne and oysters. <laughs> and it was really, really good. Um, and my wife said something that really upset me. She said that Donald Trump is going to be putting a tariff on imported wines and cheeses. <laughs> and I was like, fuck that guy. He needs to get out now. <laughs> now you're like, like uh, maybe I can work for Bernie Sanders. <laughs> yeah, like, I, you know what? Jesus Christ. At least the socialist isn't going to increase oh. taxes on champagne. <laughs> that you know of. <laughs> it's oh just a God. dumb policy, though. I mean, honestly, it speaks to Trump, to the fact that Trump is, he's all surface and he has no depth. He is not a smart person. No. He's the opposite of Andrew Yang. He does have a kind of talent or maybe even genius when it comes to manipulating the lowest common denominator, which is not a good thing to have in no. somebody no. who is in control of the country because that, I mean, okay, he's really good at persuading a bunch of idiots to back bad ideas. Wow. Yeah, love this it. Is, this, you know? is, this is not a, plus. it's a stupid idea because it's not like all of those. I mean, what a dumb tariff. It's not, it's not like all of those, um, you know, middle-aged men who are being replaced by robots in manufacturing so, are suddenly going to go, pick grapes at a vineyard you know like seriously they are not going to do that job they won't do it it doesn't pay well it's very very bad for your health you're out in the sun all the time you know who does do that immigrants yeah so i i know i know the wine and cheese thing and the champagne thing is like that's a a big deal no that's a deal breaker for me like for, I, yeah oh I, yeah no I, I i get it and I, I i i love you for being honest about that um you know, the, the coronavirus situation. Yeah. Um, in Trump's budget, which I encourage everyone to read, preferably very drunk, um, he wants to cut the CDC by like 25%. Oh right? God. You know, that eight. That, right, exactly. And that's, that's out of a list. He wants to cut, I think, 35% of the science department of the EPA, 25% uh, of the science department of the Department of Energy, um, I think 40% of uh, a, a, a advanced DARPA energy research. Like he basically just like looks at gonna, all of. Is he? Is he gonna? Does his um, budget include cutting Social Security? Yes. Social yes. Security, Medicare, Medicaid, yes. the whole nine yards. Holy Good. Fucking asshole. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, if these, if if a bunch of morons reelect Trump, then that's what they deserve. <laughs> they will this, get what's coming this, to them. This is we had. We need to bring this this up in the in the ethics thing because you're you clearly need some lessons in how ethics work. Uh, <laughs> Like just basic ethics, not university I feel like level. People, just people super have simple. To be, like if people, uh, if they're. So here's the thing. If three I don't like people they're, are, they're such horrible. Corey, his, his supporters get, are such horrible it. people. Dude, they're dude, so dude, horrible. I get that impulse, <laughs> but there's there's some there's some math here around this very understandable knee jerk reaction. There's 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 ten people in a room. Three of them mm -hmm. are idiots, and you're willing to shoot them all. Oh, I'm not shooting them. I, I, I I'm just sorry. Saying, You're willing to have them all okay, die wait, in poverty. Wait, wait. Now, now let's, let's have our ethics conversation. Here we go. Because, <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, all along I've been saying in a non-Yang universe, I'm still very much on the just basically do away with taxes on the middle class. And if we have to end the social safety net to make it happen, so be it. Right? That's still my position. 
in a non, I won't say a non Yang universe, in a non UBI universe. That's my position. Okay. And I think it's ethically justified. It is because, not. Because there is a difference between somebody shooting somebody, as you put it, and just not helping somebody. They're not so, ethically the same. Where did the money for social security come from? Oh, I, uh, here goes this long conversation. It's oh, not boy. long. Honestly, the math on this yes, is not hard is. to do. <laughs> okay. Um, and, and then, I'm going to go hundred... down this rabbit hole just because uh, I, I think that we, we need to continue to seek consensus, but it's not actually going to be all that inspiring um, as an example <laughs> to people if we do it by being phony right we still have to be true to ourselves i'm still going to represent my actual views you're right no but <laughs> right? here's the thing one of the <laughs> and things I, we will find consensus and we, right. we will help move this movement forward for sure no, it, um, it's, if but you, yeah if no, you i don't i don't buy that, that okay i don't buy the idea that social security is an is a retirement fund i it's i don't i think that's bullshit i think what social security is you realize is, it, but it's, it's been taxes. funding itself. It's been funding itself from actual social security taxes that are specifically taken out from that. That rich yeah, people don't have to pay. Taxes. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the part of the reason I want to do away with social security is because it's a deeply regressive system that taxes working class people more than rich people. It's seriously fucked up. So, <laughs> so like the, the <laughs> math, Corey. <laughs> no, no. Like it, it, it's it's basically. I mean, Social Security started because they, you know, uh, people were dying in poverty, and it was kind of uh, you know annoying to have to see old people dying in the streets. Um, yeah. You know, it's like a wine and cheese tariff. It's just really irritating for rich people, so they wanted to figure something out. I get that, but in practice, it was what a joke. It, it was a in joke, practice, mostly. what it actually ends up being, and what it is right now, is millennials who are less wealthy than their parents mm -hmm. paying extremely high taxes on their working class jobs so that they can subsidize the retirements of their rich parents. So that social security solvency question is, I mean, I, I, I get that in theory, but the actual math behind it is that the social security uh, uh, bank, if you will, yeah. um, has been raided for projects from both parties for so long. Like it, like social security You're making as, my case for me man listen though social security <laughs> as 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 it was supposed to be constituted uh would be solvent until like 2070 wait right? wait are you telling me that we can't trust the government with our money is that what you're saying no i'm, I'm saying they have to get better at it okay i know right, All right and well, again like wait, here, here's we, consensus here's consensus Corey. right so you know what my default position is yeah. okay here's our consensus position we need to have a high UBI that's indexed to GDP. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, I mean, then, yeah. and then it will be possible to phase out Social Security after the, high, after the UBI gets really high. Yes. Okay. Um, and it would be the right thing to do. And the way yeah. you would phase it out is you would continue to pay benefits to everybody who has paid into it. They should all get what they deserve from what they paid in. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, and that, then just that's phase, phase it out. Position. And by the time it's gone, the, the UBI is going to be super high because that positive feedback loop we keep talking about is a real thing and it's yeah. actually going to happen yeah 100%. that's how you do it yeah that i i consensus achieved in advance because we already kind of knew we were going to land on that um, <laughs> but yeah no it just it, it makes it makes so much more sense simply because there there is no middleman to it there is no capacity for somebody to come in and and this is why i mean uh yang was talking about having a constitutional amendment or having having it coded in if you if you if you could yeah. to make sure that you people couldn't fuck with it because they're going to try and fuck with it.
right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. But I mean, here's, uh, okay. The last episode that we published was uh, Nationalist to Globalist. Um, and Brian, um, the Trump supporter, probably going to vote for Trump now that Yang didn't, uh, didn't get the nomination. I, I would bet probably he will. Um, but look at what UBI did for him. Yang didn't just persuade a Republican to vote for a Democrat. That's, 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 that's nothing. That's, that's easy, right? He persuaded somebody to go from being a nationalist to being a globalist. The, there's a reason why so much of the consensus that we keep finding, like on Social Security and taxes, for example, right. involves a UBI. No, it's not a panacea, but it's really the glue. Close. that it's like, it's like the glue that makes it possible to put people like you and me together in policy. So it kind of has to happen because otherwise, yeah. otherwise one of us is going to get our way and that's not going to be as good as Yang getting his way <laughs> that, that's, that's, in either case. Yeah, no, it's, it's just, it's just true. Um, yeah. And that's honestly, you know, and again, we were already talking about this before uh, um, Yang suspended his campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this was so fascinating from the initial time that that you and I had this conversation that it spawned this whole podcast because it's just it 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 was shocking to me that this was a thing that where you can just automatically have this position where we could deeply agree coming from you know uh, disparate sides of the political divide whatever the fuck that yeah. means anymore so having there's the capacity- so many different well the problem is there are so many different divides right finish your thought and then remind me to get, yeah. talk about that because that's interesting for me the idea that you and I can get together around this, that, that is such an elegant and perfect solve. And the like, you know, I would call it a panacea to be honest, because it, 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 you can link this back to the vast majority of issues that, that are problematic in American society, whether it's trust in government or just lack of funds, whatever, 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 right? Like they get really student loans. You know, it's the, not a panacea, arts. right? Yeah. It's not a panacea for Yang because for again, Oh, I'm so mad. Um, the The Economist has a has a new radio show that that covers specifically American politics, and it's really good. But they said something in their first episode that pissed me off. They said Elizabeth Warren has the most detailed platform. It's not true. Andrew not Yang even, has the most detailed, most detailed platform. Close to no, true. Warren is in second place, but it's a distant second. In it, terms it is of having a detailed platform. As as two guys that have gone through with a fine tooth comb. <laughs> so for Yang, it's not a panacea, but honestly, it could be. I mean, if you That's had a like, high yeah. enough, you, if you had, I think part of the reason that he's being treated, his ideas are being treated as so heterodox, um, and by the Democratic establishment, I'm sorry to say, is probably because they do believe too much in the idea of 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 the of the nanny state, which I know you don't like that term. They would probably say the way they would put it, if I was going to steal man their position, is that, you know, we believe in the ability of government to improve people's lives. And um, behind doors, they probably would say things, I guarantee you, they say things like this. And we know better what's good for people than they know for themselves. And that's where they part ways with Yang. And that's why this is not going to be an easy fight to take over this party, man. I'm telling you. I've I've seen... I've seen the whole, I mean, like thinking about the number of Democrats when faced with UBI. And this like, includes if, Sanders too. Like Sand, yeah. Sand, yeah, they're all like that. Every one what of them they, except Yang. <laughs> what if they spend it on drugs? 
I'm like, exactly. Shut up. So the, so the fuck what? Then they buy drugs. Big deal. That's good for the economy. Great. So, also, by well, the way, and, legalize and, them. And also <laughs> watching fellow progressives have that kind of thing. Well, you know, um, uh, AOC and Bernie are coming out saying, hey, you know, if we ended up with uh, it, fill in the blank, but exactly Yang's proposal for healthcare, that wouldn't be so bad. Like the, the, the level of disingenuousness that, that I saw from my own progressive circles around Andrew Yang was a huge eye opener for me. Um, yeah. And and will continue to be because they made a huge mistake. Number one, um, but number two, I just I didn't think that it was possible for otherwise super smart people to be that dumb. Yeah, no. What you're finding out, and I'm I'm hearing a lot of people like you who actually are progressive. Corey, you're progressive. You because you back policies that would be progress, right? Most people who call themselves progressive are not progressive, and you're starting to realize that a lot of people in your, in your situation who are open-minded and smart and data-driven and actually want real practical solutions and recognize the value of compromising with people like me, you guys, you are in a war against the progressives who are anything but. Yeah. And, and, and I think Yang, like the greatest thing that Yang did with his candidacy, apart from bringing attention to UBI, which obviously is the greatest thing. The second greatest thing he did is he provided a contrast to the so-called progressive left and revealed them to be what they actually are, which is regressive, not progressive. Well, and it's... Because otherwise, they would have gone behind Yang's vision. There's just no... I mean... Right, but that's exactly it. Right? It's that, true. I, yeah. I know it's hard for you to admit it. Believe me, it's not easy for me to admit that the Republican Party was taken over by a bunch of Nazis either. Like, it's not... It's <laughs> not it doesn't make best. me feel good about myself to say those words. Believe me. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's not fun for anyone. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Well, even uh, Bloomberg came out with this thing, uh, uh, I think it was just yesterday, that he wants to spend $70 billion on black communities, right? But it's always parsed out, right? $70 right. billion on, on black communities is nothing compared to UBI. Nothing. Of course not. No. Right? Now, it gets way worse, right? The student loan thing. Um, right. I mean, even Elizabeth Warren's uh, student loan thing, it, yeah. 100%, right? For, yeah. for us, where we all quarter billion, dollar, quarter billion, quarter million dollars in student loans, it's not going to affect us at all. Like, it literally right. won't affect us at all. Yeah. So, you know, but a UBI is literally our thousand dollar a month payment that we have to pay for Michelle's student loans, right? So, so that what UBI is that for us, right? UBI solves homelessness. UBI solves the working poor in 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 a, in a huge way, right? Mm -hmm. So, instead of parsing out all these little communities that you're going to serve with very very specific things that basically ignores everyone else, like yeah. that's that's what's frustrating now. Now that now in 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 a Yang universe where you really start to dig into what a thousand dollars a month for every single adult in a community actually does it all of this the, just the problem, looks like the problem, pathetic yeah, window dressing now yeah the, the, it, it not, it's worse than that it, every every single one of those big government programs where the government takes money from the middle class and then spends it benevolently on on our behalf every single one of those programs is a trojan horse for ubi because every one of those programs should be ultimately replaced by a ubi that's indexed to gdp it, what, what the UBI does is it's making people realize what I've been trying to say my whole life, which is that people are better off. You just leave money in their hands. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. I mean, it, it... like it, imagine if, imagine if Bernie Sanders were to grow the government. I don't think Bloomberg would do this, but imagine if Bernie Sanders were somehow miraculously able to get Democrats to vote for his policies and grow the government to this huge size. 
Trump Jr. comes in as the next president, right? And now he, and now he, like people are relying on the government for all of these things and he he just starts cutting it all, right? Like you can't fuck with the economy like that. Just let people spend their money. The main argument that I, and and the, maybe the only one, um, watching how universal healthcare percolates in Canada as an example, because people complain Mm -hmm. about it in Canada all the time. Oh my God, why don't you just leave me with my money? Those are the same, those are the same people that if they lived in America would go bankrupt the first time they had a medical bill. Right. It's, it's really easy to shit talk about high taxes until you're the one who actually needs help. And that's the whole idea behind insurance anyway. Right. It's just codified so that, you know, they're, they're, the, the single payer system in Canada works that way. I, I don't actually disagree with that. I understand what you're saying. And, yeah. and, you know, um, it's kind of like here, it's the, the, the people who say like, get your government hands on my Medicare. Right. right. I mean, yeah. they, they don't tend to be really rich people. They're probably not paying very much in taxes right. because they don't make that much. Right. right. And if so, they could, they could yeah, buy a book. Th- those people are morons, right? And that's not, that's not what I'm worried about. What I'm worried about is, especially when you contrast it with Yang's vision, right. a future where the middle class is paying 50% of their income in taxes, when that's not necessary, when you can fucking make Jeff Bezos pay it. Right. That drives me crazy. Yeah. Just let them keep their goddamn money. They worked hard for it. Yeah. Yeah. And that, it's a thing. Like the, the, <laughs> and we're always going to have this universe now where, you know, in a universe without UBI, I would be specifically calling for a $15 minimum wage, right? And in fact, I'm actually not against it anyway, because it will speed up the speed at which UBI becomes inevitable. <laughs> That's just the thing. Um, but like every single one of these policies is 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 going to have to live up to UBI now. And honestly, that's that's the mission that we all have as 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 people that were part of this campaign yeah. and the community that 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 is growing up around this podcast. Yeah, that, but ex- yeah, don't lower our standards. If nothing else, right? And persuade I mean, voters to do the same. Like, do right. not settle for shitty policy. We know what good exactly. policy looks like now. That's exactly that's exactly it, right? Yeah. We, we've we've seen a vision now where things can go that mm-hmm. is unmistakable, and just you can't unsee it after you get it. Like after yeah. you get how unspeakably huge this would be, you can't go back, right? Like, like now every policy the Democrats are offering just sounds like, like sounds stupid. It sounds small, really, really small. And so we're going to spend the next, you know, however long it takes getting this, getting this done. Well, it, it, all of these other programs that, that they want to open or expand, those are all just taking away from UBI. It's all money being put towards something other than a UBI. And, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just say this right here. It, for me, my ideal UBI policy, it basically would be a panacea. Because yeah. if, if done properly, it really would make most other government programs, not all, but most, certainly most, like, social safety net style programs, obsolete. It really would. Yeah. That, that's really what it, what it boils down to, right? And it actually fixes a lot and that, of that. And that scares the people who want big government and they want control. <laughs> Having control over people's lives is the point. It's I, like the goal. Yeah. That, that, that's tough for me to, to, to understand. Sure. And, and I, of course, I'm not saying that's true about all of them, but like no, the but smart it, like, ones, they, that's kind of what's going on. <laughs> it, yeah. No, I, and I've, I've seen that impulse. The thing that worries them the most about the Democratic Party as currently sort of understanding itself is that these things are so, we're so used to the idea of welfare being a thing that we have to defend because we're the ones who had to defend it. We're the ones who had mm-hmm. to put it in place, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, and you know, social security is something we have to defend because, and it, they called social security socialism back in the day. Right. And, and Medicare and Medicaid is something we have to, we have to basically protect all these people about these programs, wherever. So we're, we're day in, day out in every single political race up and down the, uh, uh, the ticket. We're the ones who have to defend these things. Right. And so we're used to having to speak in that, in that kind of language. Yeah. And so when somebody comes around and says like, you know, all of these things are great, but here's a much better idea that literally helps everyone in the country. I think it's taking Democrats like it's hard for them to catch up. Right. Like, like it's, yeah. this has been in the Overton window for five seconds. This I don't is not how we're used to talking. About oh, how do I put this? Like regular voters. Yeah. I think you're right. I think over time voters will, will I mean, they already are. UBI is pulling fairly well. Um, it's yeah. great in Iowa because like they've all heard about it. Apparently they didn't like it enough to vote for Yang. But and again, I, I they think, still like the policy, right? I think, so I think this I, is I think, a matter of time. I, yeah, I, I, I think that with, with regular voters, yes. But we need to get those people in Congress. We need to get those people, frankly, running the DNC. We need to replace the current leadership with people who think like yay. That's what we need to do. And this is, because, yeah. because, because, Corey, like, remember all the birdie... Bolsheviks who said who said Yang's ideas are bad because they're regressive because they don't like the fact that people poor people buy stuff and then therefore therefore the VAT impacts them and all of this stuff and it doesn't stack on welfare okay like all of those concerns of theirs are reducible to a fundamental disagreement that I have I don't know if you necessarily do um with that, with that, with the way that those people think, and I know, I know you don't like it when I speculate about people's values and worldviews, but um, at, pulling out the data here, right? You know this. Like every time it's been studied, it's just a truth, true thing about human nature that um, we are hardwired to reject facts that don't conform with our worldview. So changing people's minds about policy sometimes has to start with the harder job of changing their worldview first. Because if their yeah. worldview, for example, if their worldview is a zero sum one where they believe that the reason poverty exists is because there are rich people in the world, it's gonna be really hard to persuade them that that's not true, right? That, that thing that I keep saying about wealth being the solution to poverty, not the cause of it, yep. that isn't going to get through their skulls. And so until it does, yeah. They're not, they're not, they're not going to be open to ideas like this. I, I they, guess, they, they, yeah. they say they support a UBI, but their UBI is means tested. So it's not universal, right? Right. It's just expanding. It's just, it's just making a bigger welfare cliff, but it's not a UBI. Yeah. <laughs> they, and, they're so, lying to themselves and to us. And I, so I, you I, have I, to, like the, the problem is the value system that those people hold. They don't want a fair floor. Stop like for a second. Stop, 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 stop. That declarative statement is false. Um, I think we're in agreement about, and I just said it, right? Like that, mm -hmm. uh, there is this common, um, you know, pattern of policy uh, proposals that have been part of the Democratic Party for the last fifty years, right? And yeah. it it really is about trying to reduce inequality. And when you're trying to reduce inequality there is a runaway regulatory capture that rich people are basically buying the government. I know you don't agree with that. You're wrong. That's just a fact that exists in the world, right? 
I mean, rich people. Maybe get with- that's a, maybe it's a good thing they're buying the government, though. It's, okay, th- thank <laughs> thank you, Donald Trump, who like literally will deny it until he can't deny it anymore, and then say, "Yeah, of course, no, that's exactly Trump, how it all Trump goes." Trump is too. Trump's not rich enough to buy the government, right? That's Blue, true. Yeah. So Bl- Bloomberg is. So yeah. anyway, Trump is the there. Po- because let me of a let me finish of, my point. Let me finish. Of- like, never fuck Trump. Let me finish yeah. my point. Okay. The 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 thing where where we absolutely have consensus is that. Democrats have been used to thinking in this means testing modality for so long that getting past it is now difficult for them, right? And to the point where it takes otherwise smart people and makes them idiots, right? Like watching the majority report, you know, it, it defend welfare that they know isn't working for most people, right? Um, there, it just, it, it's a strange thing, but it does prove your point that, and it, it, it doesn't redound to core values in the way that you think it does, I don't think. But everything it, does. Well, okay. Those core values are just basic principles. Like I, I hang out with Democrats all day long and I've been doing it my entire life. Right. So the, looking at the way that they, the way that they think, the way that they articulate things, the way that they choose this policy over that policy, right. It, it has nothing to do with authoritarian control writ large necessarily all the time, even though I've seen evidence of that myself personally. Right. Like as yeah. far as like the whole nanny state, do you want to call it or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, which is ridiculous, but most of that has come from the fact that we have to defend those ideas against zero-sum Republicans, right? So th- th- that's how it end- ends up getting coded into the language the way that it does. And either right. way, either but way, when you and I are enemies, has to get transcended. Right. But when you and I are enemies, Yang's vision is impossible. Yeah. And, and if I have to choose between the tax and spend welfare system as it exists now and doing away with it, I'm going to do away with it. Right, but yeah, the work the work we need to do is really clear. Yes, <laughs> either way, like well, how uh, how we see it doesn't change what we need to do. Let me put it this way, because you just said you just said it's about fixing inequality. Well, that's 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 a, a value statement right there, and it's a goal that I don't share. I don't think that the government should try to make everybody equal. I think it needs to create a fair floor for competition. I still yeah. believe in competition. So do I though? Like I, I don't. I, I know like, you do. I know you do. But, but you. But what I'm saying is the 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 language that you use shows kind of what I'm saying, right? It's an example of what I'm talking about. So let, let think about it like this: If your goal is to make it so that everybody is equal, right? Which is not my goal. No, 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 not your goal. If one's goal <laughs> is to make it so that everybody is equal, then it makes perfect sense to means test welfare and to make the middle class pay for it because shrinking the wealth of the middle class is just as important as growing the income of the poor if your goal is to make everybody the same, right? Now, yeah. if, if, if on the other hand, you are fine with people being wealthy, in fact, you think that's a good thing for society, the more wealthy people there are, then you don't want to shrink the middle class. So you're not going to put the burden of paying for it on them. And, and you're not going to means test the, the programs because there's nothing wrong with giving everybody a fair floor, right? That's yeah. the thing. It's like, so let me put it this way. Um, if they, they're worried that some people don't have the ability to compete and they need not to be treated equally, they need to be treated they need to be given an advantage through the government. It's, it's about how you privileging things. certain people. It's about it's, giving a leg no. up. It, yeah. That's what it's about. It's, no, a, it's, how, it's, it's, it's the opposite it. of fair. That's how you is. see it, 
right? Because that's, that's no, that's like literally what they're fact. doing. It's not, a, <laughs> but it's not a fact. You're talking like we want to tax the middle class to give money to the poor. That's just factually not true, right? In no way is it true, unless you think Bloomberg is the middle class. It's ridiculous. So like the, the like the way that you frame things at this ad absurdum level is always wrong. It's always wrong. But, but that's the reason for preferring hiking income taxes on the middle class as opposed to a VAT. Well, and here's the thing. It's just because they're used to it. If, if, you, if, if you sat me down with the guys from uh, the Majority Report and gave me an hour, they would be pro-VAT. They would have to be. I don't be. think so. They would I have think to that be. They, I, they, they, so here's something else that we're going to slowly wake up to, and I'm hoping that progressives like you will do so. Um, the Young Turks are as much the enemy as Fox News. Sorry. This, this, you're not no, going to hey, change their mind because Rhea, their did, business did you, model... Oh, you agree did you with hear me? me? Did you hear me argue? No, exactly. You just let it sit there. Their business model is pandering to a certain group of people, just like Fox News does. They're not there to give real, honest analysis. They're there to tell the Bernie Bolsheviks what they want to hear and make money doing it. And and they're part of the problem now. Anna Kasparian proved it. Yeah. I, like it. So there's that, and that you know that that's. That's stuff that I mean. This podcast will fight against at every turn. Period. I just, it's you know, in whatever small way I can help move that yeah. forward. So that's what we need our listeners for. Is we need like not just this podcast, but you know, Nerds for Yang, Paget Show, all of them, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. This, this we need to become the new TYT, right? The, all of us collectively. That will but decentralized. We don't, yeah, exactly. We don't. We don't. We, we can. We can coordinate without turning it into a network because. Honestly, that way of doing things is kind of old-fashioned at this point. It was mm-hmm. it was hip and cool when TYT started it, but now it actually looks really corporate. And well, it looks it looks gross because the whole the whole pandering to a specific uh, lowest common denominator, quite frankly, is exactly mm-hmm. what they're doing. And it if, is. if if you're a news agency that cannot be moved by data, you're fucking dead to me. You're dead to me, forever. Or or even worse, hostile to data and willing to lie. That's exactly it. Or yeah. or like be willing to gaslight yourselves, which I think is worse. Right, like yeah. Sometimes it doesn't even look like bad faith. It just looks like ignorance, which is anyway. But I want you to seriously consider what I said. That there are some people who don't want a fair floor. I'm not saying it's true about all of whatever group. But I'm just saying some people think the idea that, for example, if you gave everybody ten thousand dollars a month, right? Yeah. And and it was growing the economy so much that there was no inflation as a result of it. And it was only a positive thing. They would oppose it because giving it to everybody is not what they want to do. They want to give it to the people who need it and take it from the people who don't need it because it's about giving an advantage to the poor people as opposed to just creating a fair floor for competition. That's the goal. That is the way they think. And that's fine. It's just not the way I think. And, And framing it in that particular way is super negative, right? The way that I would yeah. talk about, and no, that's that's fine. That, that you know, from from your it's perspective, it's, listen, it's just not. It's, it's not bullshit. though. Listen, listen. <laughs> you also don't admit that you have regulatory capture as a wealthy person for all policy in the entire government, and you do. You won't admit no. it, but that's if, that's 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 an actual fact. So you know what? Actually, I'm gonna to, no. Wait, let me let me say this. I I think that I think to the extent that really rich people like Bloomberg um, get what they want instead of the middle class getting it according to my definition of middle class right that's fucked up because the, the my definition of the middle class is actually paying a higher effective tax rate than you know the jeff bezos of this world mm-hmm. that is bullshit so we agree about that yeah. i just don't 
think that most of the people who, I mean, I, 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 I don't think the traditional left is offering an alternative to that because like they're both screwing the middle class. Well, it's it, got to yeah. stop, man. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and this is where, you know, we, we and, and hopefully, and I, I, I personally feel this way and I, I hope that, you know, five years from now where we look back on it and, and see it this way as well, that, you know, mm-hmm. this, this conversation where, I mean, coming from the, the position that I'm coming from, coming from the position that you're from, like we've been, our language is very different, right? Like, and we've had that to, to deal with. The way that we frame things is completely, totally different. What's super fascinating is that the solution that solves it is identical, right? Like we're both going to come to this yeah. thing where like, hey, because again, I, I really do believe as a core value that, mm-hmm. that equality of opportunity should be just uh, just something that we constantly go, you know, uh, uh, yeah. constantly work towards, right? It'll yeah. never be perfect, but it's, it's something that, that is yeah. just super I mean, important. Some people are born smarter than others. Some people are born better looking than others. Uh, right, equality, some people equality are born about- into richer families than others. Right. Some people have parents who survive. Some people don't. I mean, like but, the but world is in a fair place right, and the can government speak. can't fix that. But and what it should. can do is yeah. it can try to treat people equally under the law. You could raise the, the dignity floor. The that's, tax that's and really... spend welfare state that's means tested is not treating people equally under the law. It's, it's, it's really not. And, and that's, you know, and again, in a, in a universe without anything. That's I love than, you so much for saying nothing. that. You're the best. It's just—it's real. Like, <laughs> Thank Greg, you for admitting that. Greg is going through it right now, dude. Right? Yeah. Like, like it's—it's yeah. it's something that you know I'm getting to, to to watch in real time. And again, in a universe without anything else, it's still better than nothing. But, but you know, but, and we, we we don't have to we don't have to agree about that <laughs> because right. we agree about the consensus part. That's exactly it. That's yeah, exactly. Totally. Yeah. So we have a lot of work left to do, and mm-hmm. the the I guess what I am still excited about as far as this project is concerned, as far as the, the, the moving forward initiative and all the people that have decided not to quit um, yeah. is, is that, you know, especially in the era of Trump and how messed up the democratic primary is and all that. You know, it's, Cause it's a big, it's a big mess. Yeah. Um, I am so hungry just to be hopeful around anything. And yeah, this is, this is not like a, Hey, let's save democracy playing defense thing. This is a, you know, let's move towards the actual Star Trek economy thing, right? Like, it's more inspiring than the defense, yeah. It's, it's a massive phase change that solves the vast majority of problems that we have in America. And it, yeah. not, it solves the problem. just makes things fucking better. just makes them better. Yeah. Uh, yeah okay. Um, yes. So we, what we need our listeners to do, and we're going to try to get better about, about asking for this um, in every episode. But really, honestly... Tweet about it as much as you can. Spread it around Reddit. Spread it around Facebook. Spread it around. Like, help us grow this show. If you can support it at Patreon, please do. Corey and I aren't taking any money um, from it. Maybe someday, you know, we'll pay ourselves. But right now, we're just saving it all, and we're going to spend it on ads to grow the audience. I want to see all of the things that came out of the Yang Gang, all the creative programs like nerds for yang and patches show and everything grassroots yep. yang gang i want to see all these people go mainstream us and everybody else i want us to replace tyt not with a stupid cheesy corporate like media channel thing like they did but with a decentralized coalition of independent podcasters and youtubers i want this movement to get really big and influential so that tyt can't steal an election from Andrew Yang next time around by lying to people on the left 24 seven. Let's give people an alternative to that. 
and you guys who are listening to the show right now know that you know why this is better than TYT. So help us persuade the rest of Americans to agree with you. <laughs> yeah, just one person at a time. Uh, obviously, if there's anyone that uh, you think we should be interviewing uh, uh, experts, people running for office, um, obviously we're going to be still be working our way through the UBI caucus. Um, yes. Please let us know about that. And yes, that the you know if you can support us on Patreon, that is massive. Um, if you can't, sharing like tweeting out your favorite episode or or uh, or a quote or whatever um, goes a huge huge way to helping us to to, to uh, you know maintain the momentum that that uh, that we have. So yeah, and we have an awesome new website, um, which your support has helped us make happen. Movingforwardpod.com. There's a blog there where Corey and I will take turns writing blogs. <laughs> so you can. You <laughs> yeah. Rio will write two really good ones and I will write one. <laughs> you just need to practice. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you guys so much. Um, and we'll, you know, we'll see you again soon, probably with Scott Santons and or Tom. Um, like, like I said, we want to get some of those guys back on so that we can start the conversation about how we can work together to move the movement forward. Yep. And honestly, if you freaking call Scott Sentence a grifter, I will cut you. Just saying that out loud. I, I'm so you made me you made my day saying that you think Bloomberg is gonna win instead of Sanders because I, I think honestly, like I know it's petty, but the fact that so many Bernie Bolsheviks have behaved that way toward me and toward people I respect like Scott Santons, emotionally, I just want to see them crushed. I, honestly, like <laughs> I, I said it on I said it on Twitter this morning. Like I actively want Bernie Sanders to lose. And again, because I am a grown up and I understand that a seven two Supreme Court run by religious fanatics is not a good idea, I will volunteer for a Bernie Sanders campaign if he's the nominee. I don't have but a choice. But I hope he's not. <laughs> but I, I actively hope that he loses. I really do. And that I'm sad about that. That's tragic, frankly. Right? It really is. But the culture in the freaking, I mean, the Bernie bro thing, I said all yeah. the way through 2015, 2016, the Bernie bro thing wasn't real. I was wrong. Yeah. And so don't write in sad. Yang. Don't, Yang's not going to win the nomination. No, don't find out. Find out who, the, who is most likely to stop Sanders and vote for that person. That's my, that's, that's my two cents. You don't have to agree with me, dear listener, but that's what I would recommend you do with your vote. It's, I mean, yeah. I, I hope mean, it's Bloomberg because he will totally crush Trump. I mean, he will make Trump look like such a phony because he'll say like, man, why do you have all these people paying for your ads? If you're as rich as I am, why don't you pay for them yourself, Donald Trump? Did you, did you hear what he said? Like <laughs> Won't five that be a days beautiful ago? thing to hear him say Honestly, to that guy? Like, <laughs> and, and again, like coming from, and somebody said, like, you know, his, somebody from the Yang tweeted out that, you know, Bloomberg's being kind of divisive or whatever because he's actually hitting back at Trump. But like, so what? <laughs> like again? Yeah, go if, for the jugular. Trump in, in is a, a piece right. of shit. <laughs> in a in a universe <laughs> where we out. can right in a universe <laughs> where we can have a postpartisan candidate, I'm going to be for that candidate. In yeah. a universe where we can't, uh, crush him. Like by the way, by the way, something else that drives me crazy. I know it's maybe because it's the primary, but has anybody else noticed that the Bernie supporters spend a lot more time and energy bad mouthing and lying about Democrats than they do about Trump? Like, they're not attacking Trump. As far as I can tell, they hate the Democrats more. So many of them. It's so gross. It's so gross, man. That's <laughs> yeah, not a good look. And that's the thing. Like, like the, the talking about, oh, you know, if Bernie Sanders doesn't win, we're going to take off. Uh, good, good job unifying a Democratic Party that is mostly not you guys. Geniuses. 
Like it just, yeah. it's it's super frustrating. But anyway, yeah. and in all fairness, I mean, you know that that poll did show that too many of Yang's supporters are the same way. But that's why he needed to be the nominee. You know, that's, if Bloomberg the, had bankrolled yeah. Yang from the beginning, he would be the nominee, and we would be saving America for and, real. And honestly, to, to to be fair, there is a way, and I urge everyone to go listen to uh, both seasons of The Wilderness. Ooh, there Bloomberg is, Yang, man. Uh, Bloomberg Gang 2020. Not impossible. That could happen. It could. You know. Uh, you know what else happened? Uh, Freaking Obama called uh, called Yang right after uh, right after he pulled out. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, Yang is going to tell us eventually what what's happening. But somebody, probably multiple people, multiple people promised him either a VP slot or a serious position in the administration in exchange for backing out. That's why he backed out early. I, and well, and, and the math, smart thing right? to do. It, yeah. Here's the thing, like. It, He's taking taking money from people that that are very earnest and are spending, you know, and raising as much as they can, and freaking driving out to Iowa to, to canvas and doing all this crazy stuff. And the 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 numbers did not show that that effort was going to work as much as they thought so internally. And so, really, only like if I was taking that much money from people, I would have suspended my campaign. I just would have, even though personally, I would love and I would have given him right. more money to go through super tuesday yeah um you know it, some somebody create a uh yeah somebody create a, a pack um for ubi maybe us we'll, we'll we'll talk to scott about it maybe scott you know when we have him on we'll, we'll figure it out somebody's going to create a pack and whoever you know and we're, we're together as a movement we're going to create a pack yep um and we're going to start funding it um yep. and that's probably a better use of our money than giving uh, yeah, it to the campaign. And those that that pack should be uh uh um funding content creators that too absolutely i think that's fair yeah yeah i i, I think that yes absolutely i, I mean it, that's actually more bang for your buck than buying an ad on tv it is we should do both we should do both yes and 100 yeah, totally cool all right well hey you um, know what i i don't say it very often andrew, i mean andrew yang is still our taco forever man. Oh, and then he just jumps on my freaking skateboard <laughs> Yeah. No, you can say it. You can say it. I can say it. Oh, can, you can I? Say it. You have my permission. Oh, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Rich Daddy. Uh, <laughs> Andrew Yang is our taco. Our beautiful, massive, gigantic, awesome, fresh vegetables, locally sourced meat taco. I, I don't know. This is why I'm not allowed to say it. <laughs> and you can only see the facial reaction that I was making if you support us yes. at Patreon. <laughs> It was good. It's good. I felt <laughs> awkward halfway through it and I just couldn't stop. Anyway, uh, we love you guys. We're not done. I know you guys aren't done either. And thank you guys very much for, uh, uh, for, for moving forward with us. Thank you very much for listening to the Moving Forward podcast. Rio and I are so excited that the Humanity First movement is moving forward. Something you can do to help is go to movingforwardpod.com where you can find us on social media, read our blog, and support us on the Patreon. Right, Rio? Right. Here, okay, I'm going to try that. Open. Oh, there you are. Jesus. All of a sudden, you're really big. <laughs> you went from no Corey to lots of Corey really quickly. That's basically the story of my 40s. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
is that is that a pack of mustard? No, it's honey. Oh, honey. Well, that's a little less weird. I was I put, wondering, like, are you just going to eat mustard? Is that what we're doing today? Yeah, I'm like, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm quite poor. Um, <laughs> that's hey, funny. You gotta get your calories somehow. <laughs> I, that's do I ever? Uh, I thought you were wearing an earring, but that's just your buds, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's my uh, my my the low rent version of, of uh, moving forward. Yeah, traveling and doing this, uh, I just want to give you a shout out because I know how many times you've done that is annoying as hell. It's really hard. I have it, to say, uh, making it work with the time zone in Germany is a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that was it's that like was oh, it's midnight. Thing. Time to record a podcast. Right. <laughs> oh, yes, Lordy. indeed. <laughs> <laughs>